Thor Love and Thunder? Um, it's a movie. Jane looked weird. Jane? Jane? What the heck am I watching? <laughs> Christian Bale, he was like super dark. These girls just yell. Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. Tutu Wakaka. Hammer time. Hammer time. That's right, Chuck. Hello there. Assemble. <laughs> Ninety nine nerds, get a load of that. That was cool. <laughs> Welcome to the future. We're back, episode fourteen. Fourteen. Yep. <laughs> yep. Fourteen, and we are here today to talk about something pretty relevant, pretty hot off the press. We are here to review Thor Love and Thunder. Yes! Strongest Avenger. Strongest Avenger. <laughs> um, Thor is one of my favorite characters. The dude is yoked out of his mind. Yeah. Talk about inspiration. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> we have no visual of Sean today, but he is here physically. I'm so worthy. And in spirit. <laughs> um... What do you think, David? What do I think of what? What even is a love and thunder? Um, it's a movie. <laughs> On a scale of one to thunder, how much love do you give it? I mean, no, we'll start with our rating. <laughs> I'm not going to go into that. Um, I would give the movie... Here's the thing. When people ask me, how was Thor Love and Thunder? I don't know what to say and I just laugh <laughs> because I, the movie is literally a joke <laughs> like one joke after another um, I'd probably give it like a six and a half out of ten okay what okay. about you Sean I'd say uh, three and a half out of five <laughs> so a seven out of ten you son of a gun um, it's almost difficult to give any Marvel movie a one to ten rating because I just think of it more in terms of like, where does this fall in all of the movies? How many are there now? I don't know. This I should have looked it up. But higher I, 20s. I feel unprepared today. Yeah, so let's say there's 20. Oh, wait, somebody. There might be. Out of movies, there's, yeah, let's call it 27 or something. Um, I would definitely say that this movie was in the bottom third of yeah, the MCU. I agree. Uh, out of 10, I'd give it like a 6.7, 6.8. Call it a six point seven five. What were uh, like just general thoughts? What were some of your favorite <sighs> favorite parts of this? Movie? I, I Korg is always a delight. My name is Korg. I'm kind of like the leader in here. Yeah. Um, Thor is always a delight. We know each other. He's a friend from work. But even then, Korg had some moments where I. I laughed out loud really hard. Well, I tried to start a revolution, but didn't print enough pamphlets. So. A few times during this movie. But there were more times when they clearly wanted me to laugh hard, and I didn't think it was funny at all. Right. And, the, and really, like you said, everything is a joke. Every line almost of this movie is really a joke. They, they went full-blown comedy attempt with this movie, and I didn't think it was good enough right because thor there was thor and then thor dark world right. thor dark world was like a really serious super serious dark super dark movie. too serious and it got really bad reviews right so thor ragnarok 
they switched the theme to more funny. They completely changed Thor's character for the better. It went from this super serious where every line of dialogue was so intense and it didn't really fit well within the MCU. Um, So they went a whole different direction with Ragnarok and Taika Waititi is the one who directed Thor Ragnarok and I thought he knocked it out of the park. I love Thor Ragnarok. That's a good movie. You know, if you go into it knowing it's going to be funnier, um, you know, almost kind of like how the Guardian of the Galaxy movies are where there's a lot more humor injected, um, I thoroughly enjoy Ragnarok. This movie then went a step further. I think Ragnarok had the perfect blend of comedy with serious. Whereas this movie was like you had Christian Bale playing Gore, the god hunt killer. The god butcher. God butcher. Thank you. And I thought he was fantastic, but he was like super dark. And then everything else in the movie was a complete joke. Yeah. Every character, every line of dialogue. Everything, friend was, from work. everything was an attempt to be funny, and I don't think it worked. I thought like the parts I laughed at were the parts that weren't intentionally funny. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But the parts that were like you need to laugh, I yeah. Honestly, like the reoccurring theme throughout the whole movie, like I just kept looking over at Emily and saying, "What the heck am I watching?" <laughs> <laughs> I probably said that like five times throughout the movie. Yeah, it was very entertaining. I just yeah. I didn't know what the heck I was watching. <laughs> uh, the Sean, do you want to touch on this at all? I was going to say the pace of this movie was like dumb. <laughs> it was so fast paced. It was so quick. My wife, me and my wife went and she has watched a lot of the Marvel movies because I've watched them with her. Um, and she was pretty darn lost because she's not as immersed. That's what heroes do. She's not as immersed in the MCU culture and just lore and all of that she's not as immersed as i am so she kept like looking at me and like saying like what just happened like how did this happen how did that person get there how did this guy do this and a lot of times my answer was i have no idea this movie is moving so fast i can't keep up with it as Uh, as a film wizard sean what did you think about that what more could i lose um, I was going to say, I thought that it was, how do I sound by the way? Sound good. I got a new Crisp. mic. So I thought that the movie probably suffered from having, it seemed like I heard a rumor like, oh, the original cut of, of the, of this movie was four hours, which wow. is never, that's, that's never a watchable version of the movie. You don't have to worry about that. Them cutting that much out because most of that's garbage. You don't actually have a four hour movie. Right. But this version of the movie, it's two hours and it feels like it probably was meant to be longer. Mm-hmm. Two and a half, maybe three. Yeah. There's a lot that seems like it's missing. It's missing whole chunks of stuff that probably was meant to be there but isn't anymore. And so I just was left with the impression that like you said, the movie moves too quick mm-hmm. because there's gaps and they just like they're just like tightening all the buttons. Right. And all that is left is the stuff that they knew they could sell to audiences, like the jokes, right? which yeah. are exhausting because the story is too serious to give room for that stuff. It's not like it couldn't have worked, but you needed to give more time for it to work. And it just, it's got the exact same problem as the, as the Phantom Menace. <laughs> Great idea. Just moving too quick. Yeah. Because that's what heroes do. So do we want to like give a brief recap? I mean, this is going to be spoiler city. If you haven't seen the movie and you don't want to be spoiled. Did you rate it? 
Yeah, I did a 6.75. Oh, right. Well, I think I rated Doctor Strange like a 7, something mm-hmm. like that. It's like hard to like, how do I rate like a horror-esque movie and then yeah. a comedy in the same realm? In the yeah, same world? they exist it's, in the same universe, but they're totally different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, it's hard to compare those, but... And for those movies to come out back to back is like the dichotomy of Doctor Strange versus this Thor. It's like they are just two polar opposites. Right. And as much as, you know, like Doctor Strange was really intense, it was still pretty well received. Like a lot of people liked it. So I don't know. I, what do you think worked in this movie and what do you think didn't work? Um, well, going into it, seeing the trailer i uh there was two things i really wanted to see and two things i was excited to go see the movie about one christian bale making his mcu debut debut Mm -hmm. um or as my buddy likes when i say he debuted in in the mcu (laughs) um so one him being the villain two how the heck does jane become thor (laughs) right so i was excited to see how that played into it and i'm like you know, she had the ether in her. Maybe something messed with her code where she is now, I don't know, her DNA. Worthy. Yeah, which she always was worthy. She helped, in in this movie, they talk about how she helped Thor become worthy. He wasn't even worthy in the first mm-hmm. movie. Um, so they talk about how I'm she... still worthy. Still worthy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that part didn't bother me, her being worthy. But... I feel like they were missing like 40 minutes of the movie yeah. when it came to talking about how she has cancer. Okay. One, they... Spoiler that, alert. So, yeah, we find out that <laughs> Jane Foster has stage four cancer and she's dying. Let, let's go ahead and say spoiler alert for the rest <laughs> of this podcast because we're going to talk about the movie. I did say it, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, in the beginning, we find out Jane has cancer. Mm-hmm. They don't... I wish they would have went into it like tie the ether being in her body as the sure you know the reason, the reason. yeah good god that's so embarrassing <laughs> turn your phone off dude espn you son of a gun anywho um they will own them so in this, friend is, from work. <laughs> this is all in the comics though her having cancer i didn't and, know that yeah it's a whole comic story so okay. i don't i i heard that after the fact i didn't know that so going into it, I have not, I no idea how she's going to wield Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they just kind of, she kind of talks about how it has healing properties and there yeah. is a backstory where her and Thor, uh, like when they're together, Thor whispers to Mjolnir, like, always protect her. Yeah. And then it like glows and it's like, okay. Yeah. That was a pretty and cool sequence. That was actually a pretty cool sequence because Korg narrates this huge backstory of Jane and Thor's relationship. and So that's the thing. That's actually what I like about this movie. Yeah. I, you go into it like, okay, this whole movie is a joke. But think about it this way. Different perspective. The movie is set up as like a bedtime story narrative where it literally opens up with Korg. Sounds like you had a pretty special and intimate relationship with this hammer and that losing it was almost comparable to losing a loved one. Telling the story of right. Thor, Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so you're going to tell a story through the eyes of the most, like, not serious person ever. Right. The revolution has begun. 
it makes sense then why the story is so yeah not serious <laughs> yeah um it's kind of funny too because the director of this movie who wrote this movie is taika watiti mm-hmm. taika watiti also plays the voice of cork right so he directed the movie and he narrates the movie through his character right <laughs> it's kind of funny yeah um but yeah you you look at it that way as Korg is the one telling the story. It's like, okay, I guess I can appreciate it a little bit this more, but but still, a joke. yeah, it should have been a little more serious. But well, um, yeah, I mean, like, kind of back to what I said. I think Ragnarok had a good blend of serious characters and then characters that you know, like everything out of their mouth is going to be ridiculous. Whereas right. this in this movie, even like every line that Jane Foster had, she was trying to like crack jokes and be funny and it's like i don't need jane foster to be funny okay i want to touch on jane really quick touch on it i'm gonna touch on it (laughs) jane looked weird (laughs) no like i know she she had cancer and stuff like i don't know if they but when she was supposed to be healthy yeah is that what you're saying even her as thor i agree it looked really weird like that's my padme (laughs) she became chad may though (laughs) she'd been hitting the (laughs) chicken breasts and white rice Am I right, Sean? <laughs> Double cheeked up on an Asgard afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that I really didn't like how they went into it, how she needed the healing properties. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Mjolnir just kind of bonded to her. And then you don't see anything. It just... Yeah, that was cool. Boom, she's Thor. And it's like, okay. She goes to new Asgard where they have Mjolnir on display in like a bubble and all the pieces shattered. And uh, there's like a tour group describing it. Oh, we can still almost feel its power. All right, let's move on. And she stays there and she approaches Mjolnir, 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 Mjolnir. <laughs> and then it just like starts glowing and the pieces start moving around and like you can see it start to come together and then cut and there's nothing else. And the next time you see Jane Foster, she is the mighty Thor and she's whipping people with the hammer and the hammer now can break apart and spread into Which, 50 pieces and knock out 50 enemies at one time. I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that was Not sweet too. That was a good way to like, okay, Mjolnir is broken, but this is this cool new aspect of how you can still fight with Mjolnir. Um, but the, the pace of this movie was just so fast. It's like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And it was hard to keep up with. I, really actually like right when it starts it goes into uh gore's backstory right i actually really liked it i'm not gonna lie i missed the first few minutes me and my wife were out to dinner <laughs> it was our anniversary so we were out to dinner and gosh the waitress we asked for a couple of cappuccinos to go 18 and a half minutes later we're still sitting there waiting for them i only tipped her 12 percent because i was ticked dang my wife was like, because that's what heroes do. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. That was um, a good one. But yeah, I was like, uh, movie starts, previews are right now, and we were still waiting on our to-go espressos. Never, ever do that again. I actually walked into the theater as the movie started. It was nice. like the most perfect timing ever. I walked in as he was crawling up to the god. Okay. So, so I missed. So yeah, basically his backstory is... Uh, he's like a disciple of a god, and his uh, following the people that worshipped this god, they all passed away. They were all dying of starvation and thirst, mm-hmm. and uh, it was him and his daughter left. And he basically opens up with them kind of dying in the desert, him crying out, like, help me, and then his daughter dies, 
Mm. Um, and then he actually runs into, like, he finds the God and basically says, like, we've been, I, I stayed true to everything, like, my daughter's life, uh, she sac- or her life was sacrificed in your name type of thing, mm-hmm. or she died in your name, whatever. Um, and the God was basically just laughing at him, like, right. And you saw that part. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he basically didn't give a dang about Christian Bale's character. And he was kind of like, we're just celebrating here because I just killed this, this necromancer guy who, uh, who has a necromancer sword, which can kill God. So I'm glad I killed him. So he can't take out any more gods. And he's just like laughing and yucking it up. And Christian Bale's character is like, what was it? I guess his name's Gore. Gore. Yeah, the <laughs> so God Gore butcher. is just like, like, you know, you're, you're celebrating, but all your followers, all your people who serve you and worship you are dead. And he basically is just like, there will always be more people to serve me and worship me. Like, right. I don't care about you. And, um, that's when he basically says, well, I denounce you then. And then the God gets ticked at him and he picks him up. He chokes him. He picks him up and he's basically just like going to kill him and says like, you're nothing. And you know, <laughs> Kylo, you're nothing. <laughs> what more could I lose? And <laughs> uh, so as he, as the God has got him lifted up, who, what was he the God of? I don't know. I don't remember. He's just some dude, but he was a total chotch. And so as he's choking Gore out, the necromancer sword that was like 10 feet away on the ground just comes to him and comes up out of the ground and basically goes right into Gore's hand. And it's like whispering to him the whole time and like getting in his head saying, kill all the gods, kill the God, kill the God. So he takes the sword and he runs it right through the dude's neck. Yeah. Like into his throat. And uh, as soon as he does the sword, like, overtakes him and you see like his veins go black and his whole body gets stronger and uh the god says something like you don't realize what you've done it just possessed you or cursed you you've been cursed and he says it doesn't feel like a curse because you can see he went from being this just stick figure to muscular and stronger Mm -hmm. so then the god dies and the whole world just kind of like yeah ravels away gore basically swears vengeance on the gods like um, yep. like my daughter died. I gave my whole life to this. Like it's time for me to mess some dudes up. Yeah. He's ticked. So but, I, I like the backstory. I like the villain. I yeah. wish he would have had more screen time. Like I wish there was more to him. Yeah. I wish because it showed him killing gods cut to the God butcher should be butching gods. Right. <laughs> so in be- after they show us Gore's backstory, uh, they it's, it's Korg basically narrating what's been going on with Thor and he has his weight loss journey. He has his meditation ser- sessions where he's trying to like figure out who he is. And I saw on Twitter, somebody's like, I can't believe they just like quickly brushed over Thor's like weight loss journey. No, that goes into <laughs> what I'm going to talk about later. Okay. I think that's one of, one of the best parts of the whole movie and I'll talk about it. Just keep going. Though. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> but Korg, Korg drops this lame. He never skips leg day joke. I thought it was, that was funny. I thought that it was, was relevant. Lame. Oh, that I want to mention. Um, the one beef with like Marvel, like new watchers of these movies, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. um, where like I would ask, like you know, Emily, do you, would you want to go see this Marvel movie type of thing? I always get the same response from people. It's 
if they haven't seen it, it's, I don't really want to because there's so many right. that I have to catch up on. Right. Cause we're on movie like 28, something like that. I don't know. But yeah, it's like, I, I have no idea what's going on. I feel like there's way too much. I can't keep up with sure. it. What I think this movie did probably the best job of is they literally just summarized what Thor has been through. Yeah. So you don't even have to know. You could go see this movie and he summarizes it for you. Right. What the character has been through. At this point, they almost need to do that. Every movie. With om- almost every character. But really, Thor is still one of the last, or is he the last OG Avenger? Hulk. So there's Hulk. So Hawkeye. I, if, if there's another Hulk movie, I'm sure that they're going to do some kind of recap. Because you're right. We're so deep into this that you can't get into it unless you know all the other stuff i think what they should do is like in the theaters before the movie starts have a preview of the character sure and what happens i think at this point that's a necessity yeah and that would might up your audience too where if the audience knows i'm gonna get a recap just like netflix is doing yeah like you start season four stranger things it recaps one through three or even obi-wan series yeah they had that you know, highlight reel. Yeah, the highlight montage. reel. You yeah. have to do that now because there's so much. Yeah. So they they basically show you that Thor is, he lost all his weight. He's, he's trying to figure out who he is. Um, and he's right on this planet with the Guardians of the Galaxy. And they're fighting these dudes. And basically, Star-Lord comes in and says, we need you for this fight. So he hops on Stormbreaker like it's some kind of witch's broom and he flies away. <laughs> and I, I really liked the opening sequence, like that the whole scene yeah. on that planet. I thought that was really funny. Um, because he's just like, he, everybody's getting shot at. Everybody's like struggling in battle and he's just kind of standing there and like he's giving this great speech and he finally like starts to fight. And you find out that this planet, Gore the God Butcher, was there, killed their god, and now some random like species of people have taken over their temple that the god used to reside in, and now they're like trying to take over the planet. Um, so it's like, boom, right away, Gore was there, and he killed their god. So you're getting a taste of, like, this dude is wreaking havoc. And then later you but see... But he didn't show it. And that's, that's what I was going to say. Later you see all these pictures of all these planets that are just ravished because their god was killed by Gore... But you don't see any of it. And I wish they would have even just given one or two quick snippets. Like a 10-second Yeah, of him on those planets actually doing this. Yeah. And there's something to be said for, like, a, you know, like, telling you it happened without showing you so that your imagination can, like, put the pieces together yourself. But nah. when you've got Christian Bale as the... Showcase the, that. Yeah, as the villain, you need to have him front and center. So I thought that was a missed opportunity, but... It might have been in that four-hour cut, and they decided to cut it. Who knows? Yeah. So then we find out that Jane, Jane has, Foster yeah. has cancer. Um, in between the last Thor that we saw and now, she was snapped by Thanos because there's that line later on where she says, like, what's it been, three years or so? And he says, oh, it's been eight years, four months, and three days or whatever. I don't remember exactly what he said. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. She was snapped. So for her, it's only been a few years, but for Thor, it's been eight. Um, but when yeah. she comes back, gotcha. she's like this super successful, super accomplished astrophysicist or theoretical physicist who's writing all these papers and books and like everybody in the world knows her. And uh, But she has cancer and she's dying. So then she has she's trying to fix it herself. She's trying to cure it herself. She can't. 
Mjolnir speaks to her through a Morse mythology book, and it says, you know, Mjolnir will give will grant the powers of Thor. It's has healing properties. Yeah, that's what they highlight: strength and healing. So she's like, maybe Mjolnir can save me. She didn't think she was going to become Thor, but I, I love the uh, how she shows up to New Asgard. King Valkyrie is there running it. Yeah. But I love like the setup of it's like a tourist. Like, <laughs> I, I like love this idea. Of, yeah. Like, it's like Disneyland. Right. It's New Asgard, but it's like Disneyland. This wide panning shot of like four cruise ships docked at New Asgard. And there's like there's it's a theme park. Yeah, there's a theme park. amusement park. Or there's like roller coaster rides. Everybody's there taking pictures and stuff. And then I love the play. Yeah. Another little callback to the other movies summarizing it yeah they have a play of like it's matt damon yeah <laughs> matt damon and the guy who's playing thor is actually chris hemsworth's older brother i didn't know that yeah so they're recreating the scene where uh their dad what's his name gosh uh odin odin yeah. the scene where odin dies and then their sister um gosh what's her name <laughs> hella hella yeah hella <laughs> when she shows up and uh, Hella is actually, what's her name? Uh, Isn't it Fat Amy? No, no, no. no. Um, Jenny McCarthy? No. Melissa? Melissa McCarthy. Melissa. No. Yeah, Sean, what is it? it? Melissa Why McCarthy. did you say anything? You have a mic, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, you made me look like an idiot. It's I not... just don't want to interrupt you guys. You're doing such a good job. Hang on, who's, who's Fat Amy? What's her name? I don't know. Uh, isn't it Fat Amy? Who is Fat Amy? <laughs> From uh, Pitch Perfect. <laughs> Who's watched Pitch Perfect? Guys, <laughs> you need to watch that movie. The Send Cup Song? Nah. Fat Amy. That's uh, Rebel. Yeah, Rebel. Rebel Wilson, yeah. That's yeah. it. I'm sorry, Dave. We don't care about that. Okay. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. She is hella. And it's that's right. It's like this super low budget, poorly done play where they've got like Mjolnir on a string and like throw Thor's uh, th Thor throws it at her and it's just like slowly moving at her on a string and then she stops it and breaks it and uh, the crowd goes nuts even though it was so poorly done. But it's funny because yeah, you got Matt Damon there, which he him and Chris. Hemsworth's older brother, they were the same actors who did the play in Ragnarok when it's Loki and Thor and it's Loki dying. Yeah. Um, so that was funny that they brought that back. But then uh, that's when she gets Mjolnir. Right. And then uh, Gore, the guy, actually, real quick, the very beginning fight on the planet where Star Lord asks Thor to help. Mm -hmm. During all that, the tank. That shows up with the furry creatures. Yeah. <laughs> Those things were weird. Yeah, they were. Um, they were kind of like the monster from the Muppets. Th yeah, I was going to say yeah. that. Yeah. The guy who doesn't talk was just like... Who plays the drums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who plays the drums. <laughs> um, yeah, that guy. <laughs> um, the tank, though, that he rolls up in, when yeah. he shoots, it's straight out of the Star Wars sound bites. Really? I, I promise Sound you. effects? Yeah. I, I'm going to have to find it. Maybe I can put it in. Sure. But um, I, I swear, I was like, that's from Star Wars, that noise. That like, scene, that sequence was really funny. 
they yeah. like he he owns all of them but then two of the tanks make it around him and he stops them with his legs and he's doing the splits yeah it, i mean it really set the tone for how ridiculous the movie was gonna be but that sequence i thought was really funny yeah and then uh yeah so fast forward back to mjolnir her yep gore the god butcher shows up to new asgard mm-hmm. and he takes all the kids yeah um Miranda said, my wife, she said, it's almost like they were playing off of the Stranger Things craze with all of the shadow monsters. I have not seen Stranger Things, mm. but she said, like, all the shadow monsters were very, like, parallel to what they do in Stranger Things with all the monsters. Kind of. I couldn't say firsthand, but she thought that that was, like, something that they were trying to do. Mm. I could see that. So, yeah, like, Gore the God Butcher shows up plunges the necromancer sword into the ground and then all the shadows become monsters and the shadows take the kids uh thor shows up and he's fighting and then all of a sudden mjolnir's flying around killing people and he's like mjolnir mjolnir and he tries to catch mjolnir and it flies right back to jane and that's when he has the moment that you've probably all seen in the in the preview where it's like jane jane he's like what the heck how did you become a thor and they don't really explain it very well. It's like all of a sudden she's on the scene whipping Mjolnir around and breaking him into a thousand pieces and catching him again. And that was all like, well, this happened very quickly and you guys are not going to give us any indication of the details. It's not a Jane Foster origin story though. That's kind of the thing. They can only do so much with that, which I feel like this movie should have been. Yeah. I, I tell you what, fast forward to the ending, I was very surprised at how it all ended. I wasn't. I thought that she was going to be more of a key player moving forward. Spoiler alert. <laughs> she died. She died. <laughs> um, I didn't think she was going to die. I knew she was. I, I get it that she has stage four cancer, but like... Yeah, so the story of Jane in this is they find out Mjolnir is actually killing her. Right. It's healing her, but when she's not using it, then she's even more weakened right. and, and less of a, uh, I don't know, it doesn't fight when she doesn't have Mjolnir. Right. So she's actually way sicker. Mm-hmm. So basically they find out, like, you can't do this anymore. Don't be Thor. It's going to kill you. Yeah. If you pick that hammer up one more time, it'll kill you. Right. Oh, I, I wonder what's going to happen. I knew right then and there, <laughs> she's going to come save the day yeah. and die. Uh, easy story to exactly what happened um but yeah he's like no you stay in this regular hospital even though i know wakanda and everybody there and their technology <laughs> that can totally heal you but no you have to stay here right it's like i i need to beat this guy even though i could have the bifrost send you actually he didn't have the hammer at that point or he didn't have uh whatchamacallit the jabber yeah the hammer axe yeah so <laughs> We find out that Stormbreaker, there it is. We find out that the key, <laughs> the key to uh, what the gore, the God Butcher's doing, is he wants to get to this place called Eternity, yeah. where he's allowed to make one wish, mm-hmm. and it comes true. It's at the center of the universe. Yeah, nobody's like ever lost found it. Type of stuff. This, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like if you get to the center of the universe and you find this being, you are able to. Act you know, any wish you have will be granted. The first person to reach it, the first, you know, your wish will be granted. So the key to get there is uh, the Bifrost. The, the Bifrost. Yep. 
which, so which Stormbreaker needs, can harness. And Stormbreaker is his axe. Yep. Um, so we find out that's what he needs. So they meet Gore the God Butcher on a planet. Um, and they have a... The Shadow Realm. Shadow Realm. They fight in black and white. It's pretty cool. That's kind of cool. Um, and Valkyrie gets hurt. Oh, and oh no, she's hurt. We need to get back home. Yeah. Thor. So what do they do? <laughs> they use the In Bifrost. the middle of the battle, they're like, okay, let's go home. They access the Bifrost, and while they're leaving, uh-oh, the guy grabs what he needs. Grabs... The villain gets the Stormbreaker. Yep. They get shipped back to New Asgard. And, and Gore like, can kind of like move through the shadows. Like there are multiple times in this movie where Thor was about to hit him with the axe and he would just disappear into the shadows and reappear behind him. So he basically disappears and they say, let's get out of here. And then he reappears in the shadows and grabs Stormbreaker and then rips it out of Thor's hands. Which doesn't make sense because if you've seen Thor's arms, nothing is Word. getting through that. We saw his butt. Which that's... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. I have a lot of thoughts going on, but I want to stop to talk about my favorite part of the movie. Yes! Now, I am fully confident in the fact that I love Emily <laughs> and the fact that she's a woman. <laughs> so say I just less. want to say that forefront with what I'm about to say. Because that's what heroes do. <laughs> Thor got his moment. Okay. Yeah. Now, as someone who likes to work out, yeah. Thor is an animal. He is a unit. Mm. Okay. He is a specimen. And he's always been known as the type of dude that other dudes lust after <laughs> in the gym. That boy dummy thick. That boy got tries, buys, quads. <laughs> he's got it all. Anyway, <laughs> they did him dirty. In Endgame. Sure did. They made him fat. That was the last thing I expected. Yeah. Fat Thor was not something the people wanted to see. <laughs> no. So Thor got fat. Taika Watiti gave Thor his moment again. Mm. Because that's Thor's whole appeal is the dude's like he's yoked his yeah. body. They took that away from him. So Taika or Ta what? Ta do Watiti. Tutu Wakaka. Korg. My name is Cool Core Director. <laughs> he gave him his moment where Thor has his clothes stripped and he's booty naked. Straight up. <laughs> in the buttocks. middle of all the gods. The dude is even more ripped than he's ever been. Mm. And I saw they that and thought. any of that? No, I don't think so. Dang. Yeah. Zero they, they probably did. <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah. The dude's an um, animal. Yeah. Dude's a beast. Plus, he had a baller tattoo on his back that said R.I.P. Loki with Loki's horns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what more could I lose? I will say, so that happened on this god planet where only the gods know where it is and it's where all the gods hang out. That whole sequence, it was probably, I don't know, eight minutes of the movie. I didn't like any of that. Yeah, that was weird. The jokes were not funny. It, they kind of went super crude, like Zeus is just this weirdo creep and he's like afraid and he's lazy and he doesn't want to fight. And yeah. like every word that came out of his mouth, I was like, I don't like this character at all. Russell Crowe played Zeus. Yeah. And he was like, it was like a joke. It was, it was like weird. I didn't care for it. Um, the best part and the part that made me laugh out loud was when 
at this part of the movie, Thor and Jane are like trying to like talk again. Like they really haven't talked at all. So they're just like catching up. And um, when Korg did the backstory of the Jane and Thor uh, relationship, like real quick that we find out that they were together, they were living together, they loved each other. They were thinking of like family and kids. And then Thor got busy with the Avengers and Jane got busy being a theoretical physicist and they just kind of grew apart and then they broke up. Um, but in that there was a quick scene of Thor <laughs> using Mjolnir like Mjolnir was pulling them and they were rollerblading oh, and she yeah. was behind him and they were just like slowly <laughs> going down the street rollerblading. And, uh, so he's like, so do you still rollerblade? And she's like, no, do you? He goes, yeah. What does he say? He's like, once you blade, you never fade. <laughs> he goes, isn't that right, Cork? And Coco goes, that's right, brother. Blades for life. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud so hard. Blades are for skating, you floozy. <laughs> Blades are for skating. Hittingus. <laughs> uh, classic Vine. Um, yeah, that part made me laugh really hard. Yeah, that was good. That's right, brother. <laughs> just Korg says Korg, the best stuff. Korg, I think Korg's top three, one of my favorite Marvel characters. He's, he's in great. all the movies. I will say he had some parts of his movie where he was trying to be funny and I didn't laugh, but that was one. It was just like such a little moment that made me die laughing. Yeah. Everything after that, though, while they're on this planet, I didn't find it funny at all, uh, except for Korg. He gets he ends up getting a uh, Zeus's thunderbolt or what? What's his weapon called again? Is it thunderbolt? I don't know. He made a big point. Yeah, okay. He made a big point that that's what its name is. He uh, Zeus throws Thunderbolt through Korg, and he kills Korg, or so we thought. And as he's, like, crumbling, Thor looks at him and goes, No! And he goes, Thor, help! I'm perishing! <laughs> <laughs> so stupid, but I loved it. Uh, and then literally all that's left of Korg is just his face. And he's like... I'm still alive. Apparently, all I need is my my head to survive. Uh, so then Thor is just a face for a good, I don't know, Cork. hour of this movie. And uh, Valkyrie, like, ties him to her, the back of her head yeah. with her hair. And he's like, all right, I've got you six. <laughs> he's, like, calling out, like, there's someone behind you. That was funny. Yeah, that was um, good. But with Valkyrie, I'm going to say something. You know what? I'm about to say it. You ready? Uh-oh. I don't like her character at all. I think in, in Ragnarok, again, she had a good balance of like she was serious, but then she would crack jokes every once in a while. This movie, she was just like trying to be funny the whole movie. Hand grenade. No. It's a portable speaker. Chrissy, wake up. And she was trying too hard and it wasn't funny. Right. That, I that's how every character was in this I movie. I didn't care for her story at all in this movie. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, she's the king. They should have touched a little bit on like what she's going through, what she has to do. Well, yeah, they I mean, did, they, but... they briefly showed it. It's like Valkyrie's story is she's king of New Asgard, and all it is is her going to meetings, going to photo ops, going to... She's the new uh, Old Spice commercial uh, spokesperson. So it's just like, this is what being the king of New Asgard is. It's just meetings and meeting these people and pol you know politics and yada yada. And she just wants to fight. But... I don't know. I didn't care for her story arc at all. No. And I didn't think anything she said, like nothing she said made me laugh out loud. Right. Or even chuckle, really. The, the, I would say one of the things I really liked was this like personification of Stormbreaker and Mjolnir. Yes. So they're in that meeting 
with Valkyrie mm-hmm. and Jane shows up with Mjolnir and Thor is just like looking across the room at Mjolnir like, oh my gosh, like that's his ex-boo right there. <laughs> he says multiple times like how much he loves Mjolnir and he's like, oh, Mjolnir's in the room. Right. He's like, so he, he like is reaching out to Mjolnir from across the room to see if he's still worthy of Mjolnir. Right. And as he's like reaching low key, Korg walks up and goes, oh, what you up to, bro? <laughs> it's just like, I don't know why it's so funny, but um, that's when Stormbreaker like, they don't sit, the weapons don't talk. No. But Stormbreaker just like floats in and just like turns out. They, they made Stormbreaker a character in this movie. Yeah. It had its own personality and it was like a jealous girlfriend. It's like that meme where the guy's holding his girlfriend's hand, but he's looking across the road at the other girl. Yeah. That's yeah. what they created in Thor, Stormbreaker, and Mjolnir. Yeah. So he's like reaching and trying to call Mjolnir and Stormbreaker slowly comes into the room and turns towards him like, <laughs> and he's like, oh, there you are. Yeah, I was I was calling for you. I'm glad you're here now. <laughs> yeah, and they play that off multiple times in the movie of like he's trying to, anytime he's around Mjolnir, Stormbreaker gets like weird and like isn't working correctly because Stormbreaker's jealous. Right. <laughs> like that was a pretty funny dynamic. And that a was, fun dynamic. I liked that. Yeah. So back to them being on that God planet, Thor is there to essentially try to get the gods to rally behind him. And he's saying like, dude, this guy Gore, the God butcher is killing all these gods and he's creating all this havoc around the galaxy. Like we need to do something about this and we need to do it now before he, you know, he's got the necromancer. He could kill us. And Zeus is just a total DB. Like I didn't care for his character at, at all. He's like, no, we're not going to do that. We're safe here. Just chill out here. Nobody knows about this planet except God. So you need to stay here. And Thor basically calls him out and says, like, you're scared. Like, you got, we, I came here to assemble an ultimate team of all the gods. And, like, you guys just don't want anything to do with this because you're afraid and you'd rather hide on this planet. Uh, so after they get into a fight, after Zeus kills Korg, Thor goes beast mode, takes Thunderbolt, and just rips it right through Thor's chest and Zeus's kills Zeus's chest. I'm sorry, Zeus's chest. And you think Zeus is dead. Like, Zeus is like the top god in this yeah. hierarchy of gods. And Zeus even is Thor says, Zeus is like my hero. I'm the god of thunder. He's the god of lightning. I, I, a lot of what I do, I mimic off him. Yeah. And like, he's a big inspiration. But then he realizes, like, Zeus is just not what he thought. So I thought this was setting up the future of Marvel. I yeah. thought they were creating this like division between heroes and gods. Mm-hmm. And after he killed Zeus, I was like, oh, shoot. Like, here comes the rest yeah. of the gods. It's going to be heroes versus gods yeah. in the next Marvel phase. It wasn't. No. Um, we and- find out at the end credit scene that Zeus did not die. He's just got a hole in his chest, but he's not dead. And he's ticked about Thor. Which, okay, if you're going to kill... Uh, one, how are you going to kill a god that easy? Yeah, he probably should be alive. But two, if you're going to kill a god, I feel like it would be with that god's weapon. Sure. So I feel like he should have died. <laughs> yeah, you think. Thunderbolt through the chest would have done it. But what they set up in the end credit scene, and I feel bad because we're really jumping all over the place, but uh, <laughs> what they set up in the end credit scene is Zeus is ticked about Thor. He's ticked about how the world doesn't take God seriously anymore and all they want are their superheroes and it's all about Thor. And so he is just venting and he then it cuts and who he's talking to is his son Hercules. And he says, and that's why I want Thor 
son of Odin dead. And then the people will know that we are serious and that the gods are back. And Hercules says, it'll be done, father, or something like that, which immediately sets up the next movie to be Thor versus Hercules, which I'm going to go ahead and predict that Thor dies. I think Hercules kills Thor because mm. Chris Hemsworth has been around a yeah, long time. And they're kind of weeding out. Chris Evans is done. Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. is done. I mean, Scarlett Johansson's done. Yeah. Hawkeye has got his Disney Plus series, which I haven't watched. I probably should, considering I'm 33 of the 99 nerds. But I haven't, and I don't know where his storyline's going. But, I mean, Thor, Chris Hemsworth only has so many more movies in him before he's not going to be around anymore. Uh, so all of this to say, the guys don't want anything to do. They leave, and we didn't touch on their goats yet. Do you want to talk about the goats? Yeah, that was one character we didn't talk about. When the when the goats first came in, I thought it was hilarious. These goats just yell and scream yeah. wherever they go. They're just yelling. Taika Watiti said that they were they basically modeled those goats after the Taylor Swift meme. Of I knew you were in trouble, where it's the screaming goats throughout the whole song. He had never seen it before. Somebody mentioned it, and then they said, like, yes, this is what we want to do with these goats. They're going to be screaming the whole movie. I personally thought it was a little too much. I thought the goats in the initial, like, the goats are here, they're screaming, that's fine. If they would have toned down the screaming, like, 10%, I would have appreciated it more. But it got to a point where you're like, are they going to shut up at all? Because not only were they screaming, but it was full blast. It was in your face. And it was just a lot. So there are these giant goats, and they're the ones kind of pulling their ship through the galaxy. And uh, so they bust into Zeus's, you know, giant arena chamber, whatever you want to call it. They save Thor, they go, and that's when they go to the Shadow Realm to fight Gore. They leave the Shadow Realm. Jane is dying. Valkyrie had a sword run through her kidney. She lost a kidney. So Thor's like, I need to go face him again. I need to go face him now because he's going to get to... You know, that being that's going to grant him his wish. I hated that. I ha I hated that. The storytelling was so bad. Yeah. Literally like, okay, all three of them are fighting the bad guy, the villain. And, oh, oh someone's hurt. I went through that. You yeah. know, we got to get home. On their way home, the guy takes what he needs. Right. So then they get home and it's like, well, shoot, that guy's got everything he needs to kill all the gods because you get one wish. Mm -hmm. And the whole time that the theme is Gore, the God Butcher, he's trying to rid the world of gods because right. the gods failed him and his daughter. Right. So they're like, if he reaches this guy and he has one wish that can be granted, what do you think he's going to wish for? Gore, the God butcher who right. wants all the gods dead. What do you think he's going to wish for? Right. Like, shoot. We have, we can't let him get there. Well, right. he gets what he needs to get there. Yeah. And they go back home and it's just like, Oh, Hey Valkyrie, how you doing? You okay? Yeah. You healing up? Okay. I'm going to go check on Jane in that normal, that normal hospital. <laughs> even though I know friends who could definitely save her with technology <laughs> that this world doesn't have. But no, we're going to keep her in that hospital. Jane, how you doing? I need you to not touch that hammer. I'm, I'm going to go fight him. I'm going to do that. I'm but you do can't. do it solo. Yeah, you can't do it. Because that's what heroes do. That's right. <laughs> All right. I guess I'm going to go stop him. And it's like, there's no sense of urgency. Yeah. He, the villain has what he needs. And you took a, like a weird gap of time to be like, Oh man, how's everyone doing? Right. <laughs> like, let's just recoup here. Right. 
So then he gets there in the nick of time. <laughs> yeah. And we we forgot to mention, but he took the kids in the beginning. He's had the kids this whole time. So that's kind of like the main motivation of like, we need to stop this guy, but we also need to save the Asgardian kids. And one thing that was cool is they have Heimdall's son there, and he has the same power that Heimdall had, where Thor can see through his eyes, and he calls himself Axel. So like the whole time they figure out where they're at because he can see through Axel and see what Axel sees. Um, so there's this final showdown. They're in this, which this part was like so fast that Gore just gets to the place he needs to be. There's no real indication of like where he is. He's in this weird temple that just like pops out of nowhere. I was really lost in that sequence. I'm like, where is he right now? Yeah. I thought he was still in the shadow realm, but he's not. He's right where he needs to be. And then Thor just knows where he's at and shows up. Right. And then he gives this pep talk to all the kids. He tells them, you're all Asgardians. We need to fight. None yeah. of them have fought before because they're all seven. And this is what was weird. He temporarily grants them the power of Thor. Because they're playing off the fact that he granted the power of Thor to Jane. I guess. So apparently he can grant powers. Apparently. Bro, apparently. <laughs> Bro, remember when Thanos tried to take over? <laughs> remember when you had all those human Wakandans yeah. and like Bucky Barnes Just running around? dying left and right because yeah. they don't have powers and you do? <laughs> you think maybe that would have been a good time to grant everybody there the power of Thor right. temporarily? That was like a what moment? <laughs> Which this, I mean, that, that's the thing. It's a give or take. How do you have a fourth movie without new ideas and new topics? Yeah. But how do you introduce new topics and new powers and stuff if you're stuck in the same world right. that connects everything? You can't like break canon or, you know. Like you can only get so creative within the walls that you're in. It's, right. I don't know. I, I didn't mind it until I started thinking about it. Like, wait a minute, that could have came in handy. <laughs> Multiple times, yeah. But. So he gives every kid the power of Thor and it's kind of this funny sequence where like whatever they're holding becomes their weapon and one little girl's literally just holding like, a stuffed <laughs> rabbit she's just floating and doing a 360 yeah she's doing a 360 and like lasers are coming out of the rabbit's eyes just killing all the shadow monsters and then thor and gore have this epic battle and gore like pretty much owns him pretty quickly and he takes stormbreaker and he starts using the bifrost through stormbreaker to open up like the portal window whatever that he needed to get to this eternal being again all like not really explained other than like a couple diagrams and pictures of like what gore knew he needed to do but he shows up at this random place that we don't know how did you get there how did you know it was there okay this is the exact thing i need to do i need to use the bifrost through there to get to this being it was all very like just happening with no explanation so someone like my wife Miranda is watching it and it's like, I what? Where are they right now? And I'm like, I don't even know. Again, I kept looking at Emily and saying, what the heck am I watching? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So the final showdown, Gore basically is about to kill Thor. He's got the necromancer sword. He's trying to plunge it through his chest and he's like about to. Thor kind of does this sweet thing where he catches the sword and they have this battle, this struggle. And then boom. Mjolnir comes in and nails Gore and Jane Foster shows up and Thor is ticked. He screams out, no, because he knows like she's dead. She picked up the hammer. She's here to save me, but now she's going to die. Right. And then the two of them fight. They end up defeating Gore, but they don't 
No, they don't. They don't <laughs> defeat him. That's the other thing. It was all about breaking the sword. And actually, the final I just spit so large. The final <laughs> battle was <laughs> was pretty cool because their goal was we have to break the sword. The sword is what's giving him his power. And they break it, but he starts to like he starts to basically do exactly what Jane does with Mjolnir, where he starts to get the pieces back together and he's like calling it back. So they break it, but they realize like we didn't actually finish it. So what uh, Jane does is she fuses the pieces of the sword with Mjolnir. So the pieces of Mjolnir come together with the pieces of the sword. And then she does one final like hammer swing and hammer time. Hammer time. Hammer time that shatters it. So it's like, Gore's defeated. They killed him. <laughs> you know, in Super Smash Bros, when you get the hammer. <laughs> You've been playing recently. I have. <laughs> so she like, it's like, oh, they defeated him. They smashed the hammer. And you can see like he loses his power. But then he just walks over through the portal that opened up and gets. Yeah, exactly. He gets to the being. And this was another part where my wife was like, I thought he was dead. I'm like, yeah, I thought so too. But he somehow gets through the portal and gets to this eternal being. And then Thor and Jane are there with him very conveniently so that they can talk with him. And he says like, Gore, don't do this. And then he's like, Thor kind of accepts it. Like, okay, I'm going to go be with Jane for the last moments of this. Yeah. Like they just give up. Yeah. And then he's like, Gore says something to him. And he turns around and says like, no, it's, I'd rather be with the person I love rather than trying to, yeah, whatever, fight you. And he or, says to Gore, like, this isn't what you want. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't, like, seek revenge. Revenge is not the Jedi way. Like, that's not what you need. What you want and what we all want and what I want and what she wants right. is love. Right. Love conquers. Parallel to Star Wars, mm. Luke loving on Vader to Word. turn him back. But... The whole time, I'm telling Emily, I'm like, he's wishing for his daughter back. That's the whole point. That's the whole reason yeah. that he's bad right now. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they could have played into the fact that this sword, like, kind of corrupted him. Sure. But no. I was like, this, the whole reason he's been like this is because his daughter died. Mm -hmm. If I had one wish, I'd probably get my daughter back. Right. <laughs> like, So that's basically what Thor tells him. So he decides, yeah. But he says, like, I'm dying. So he does, like, he is dying. Because the sword left him, so yeah. now he's back to his... Right, just like Jane, like, had power with the hammer, but really she was she was dying behind the scenes. He's the same thing. The, the sword was giving him power, but he was slowly decaying. Yeah. So he says to Thor and Jane, like, if I die, or, like, if I bring my daughter back, I'm going to die, and she'll have no one. And they look at each other, and they look at him, and they say, she won't be alone. So he wishes for his daughter back. She's back. He dies. Jane dies. And then it's just Thor and the girl. And at this point, I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> no, how do you have a successful movie show? You give the adult a little child to play with his heartstrings. Mm. Freaking Mando Grogu. I am a princess of Alderaan. Kenobi and Leia. Leia. Like that's the recipe right now for success. I guess so. That and the ending of this movie is the same freaking ending as Doctor Strange. Is it? They play into this idea of I still like. I've been watching. I'm sorry, guys. The, the kids. <laughs> the, it's all about the kids. Yeah. The kid will change his heart. 
Yeah. The kids changed Wanda's heart. Right. It's the same. It's the same movie. It's the same thing. Where the good guys lose, <laughs> the good guys lose, and the bad guy says, eh, "You're right. It's about the kids." Yeah. And then, yeah. I don't know. That's the theme right now. They're going with the kids. So the movie wraps up. Thor is still Thor. He said about Jane, but he's got this new daughter. Not really daughter, because she calls him Uncle Thor. And it's just like this funny scene of like he makes her pancakes and she doesn't want pancakes. And then randomly she like shoots him with lasers out of her eyes. Yeah. Which, okay, how did she get powers? Did yeah, he grant her the power of Thor? Maybe. Does everybody get the power of <laughs> Thor? <laughs> I don't know. So then they go on this bat. They're on this planet, and it's like she's he's telling her like, "All right, we're gonna help the people who are in danger. We're gonna help the good people. See those people? Those are nice people. We need to help them. See those guys? Those are the bad guys." And then it's it's Korg again narrating the fact that this is the love and thunder, you know. And he says like, "And they were no thence for thence for that's not a word. Hencefor known as Darth Thor. Vader. <laughs> Vader." <laughs> Rise. Uh, love and thunder. So she's love and he's thunder. And it's this yeah. duo. And she's actually harnessing, she's holding Stormbreaker. And yeah. he has Milnir. And it's how it, can she hold it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's like bigger than her. It's Huge. weird when they're running. Again, how can she do that? But whatever. Fun fact that is actually his daughter. That's Chris Hemsworth's daughter. Dang. Which I think is cool. And actually, t- uh, Taika Watiti said that. All of his kids were in the movie. All of Chris Hemsworth's kids were in the movie. I don't know if Natalie Portman has any kids. I think he said somebody else's kids were in the movie. Because the, all those kids that were captured, there's a bunch of them. So they needed a bunch of kid actors. Which, fun fact, one of them was straight up Queen Amidala. Yeah? Like the white, the white. She was dressed like Queen Amidala? Straight up. Dang. Which is funny because Taika Watiti, mm-hmm. during the, uh, like during his creation of this movie asked natalie portman because taiko watiti is in charge of a star wars movie right so he's gonna be having his own star wars movie which i hope it's not like a comedy well i was gonna say where's he gonna go with his star wars movie but um he asked natalie portman if she would star in his star wars movie and natalie (laughs) portman was like Yo, I've already done that. (laughs) (laughs) I was padme yeah that's pretty embarrassing that he didn't know that yeah. I feel like he did know that. I got to believe he knew that. He just forgot in that moment. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I saw a, uh, a post on Instagram. I got to find it. But it was a post about someone asking Taika Waititi, like, would you do another Thor? And I was all like, well, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hot rod quote. Beautiful. Um, but Taika Waititi basically says, like, honestly, the only way I do it is if Chris comes back too with me. He's basically joking, like, obviously, Chris Hemsworth's going to come back as Thor. Right. So right. He's basically saying, yeah, I would do it. I was go- So going into the movie, I hadn't seen any spoilers, but I accidentally saw a picture on Twitter, and it was somebody posted, Taika Waititi, this is, like, him saving Thor, saving the Thor franchise. And it was Taika Waititi holding the necromancer sword, killing Thor. That's what I saw. So somebody clearly didn't like the movie and they thought that Taika Waititi destroyed Thor's character in this movie. But I saw that before seeing it. I was like, shoot, does Thor die? Like, dang, that sucks. I just saw that. I'm glad he didn't. Um, but I I genuinely was surprised that they would bring in Natalie Portman back to play Jane Foster, Mighty Thor, and then she actually dies. Because really, 
not only is Disney moving towards like really highlighting their female characters, but that's also what happens in the comics. Cause in the comics, it's like they were all written in the 1940s through the seventies and it was all male characters. And then as things progressed, it's like, okay, now we're going to have a female Iron Man. We're going to have a female Thor. We're going to have a female, we're going to have spider Gwen. And so now naturally that's kind of how the MCU is playing out where they've given us all of the regular characters we know. And now they're going to give us kind of the second version. I thought the second version was going to be Jane Foster yeah. bringing, bring back Natalie Portman. Um, she's dead. So yeah, now, like I said, I predict in the next, I don't know if it's going to be the next Thor movie or maybe it'll be during the galaxy guardians of the galaxy movie. I think Hercules is going to kill Thor. And then I think the girl is going to kill Hercules. And she will take the mantle. I can go the distance. <laughs> Dude, Hercules animated show, freaking, that soundtrack is lit. Speaking of soundtrack, do you know who scored this movie? No. Your boy. Uh, Giancino? Yeah, Michael Giancino. 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 I actually, I watched a YouTube video of him pronouncing his own name, and I forgot what it is now. I think it's Giancino. Or something I, no, like it's, I think it's Gacchino, or Gacchino, something like that. Gacchino? You need to, I will send you the YouTube video and you can play it over my face right here. Hey there, I'm Michael Giacchino and I'm a film composer. He's a man. Love that guy. Plus they had a ton of Guns N' Roses in this movie. But overall, it wasn't as funny as I think they were trying to make it. It wasn't as good of a blend of humor and seriousness as Ragnarok. And just overall. Yeah, the storytelling was weird. It was I, a bottom third MCU movie for me. I think top notch villain. But yeah. it just, they didn't explain enough of it. Right. I didn't think the storytelling was good at all. I, I really the pacing didn't care for just, it. just, as Sean said one time, breakneck. I feel like uh, <laughs> the whole point of this movie was to kill Jane. Mm-hmm. To get Everybody wanted to know, like, because Jane was out of the picture for a while. Yeah. So that just tied that loose end up. Right. And then to set up the future of Hercules. Yeah. And just having that one little scene of them going to the gods. Did you, do you, did you recognize, <laughs> I can't speak right now. Did you recognize the actor who played Hercules? No, it looked really CG. It did. Which. Cause it was literally a half second yeah, view which of him. I t- Cause Emily said that he's like, he looked really weird. Yeah. I said, yeah, but so did Thanos in the first time Thanos ever showed up. True. And it was so CG that they can change it. And it doesn't matter. That's true. Whatever. Yeah. We'll see. But uh, it, uh, it's definitely setting up a Hercules versus Thor or really just like the gods versus Thor, which that's what I said. I thought they were setting up gods versus heroes. Yeah. Cause they got to have another Avengers movie. Well, I was also to come together. I was also surprised at how little amount of this movie that the guardians of the galaxies were actually in it. Well, it's not their movie. That's what Emily said. She's like, I, th- I thought for sure the guardians of the galaxy were going to come in and save Thor from gore. Yeah. It's like, well, no, it's not their movie. It's you got to think of that. Right. Thor's movie. But even then, like, their cameo was so quick in the beginning. I was surprised by that. Um, That's pretty much it. So let's do this. Would you say the movie is worth getting into the theater and seeing it? Or do you think it's worth waiting a couple months for it to come out on Disney to watch it? Mm -hmm. Or do you think it's not even worth watching? I think it's worth worth watching because it's funny, but mostly funny um but just wait till disney plus save yeah. your money don't go to the theater right sorry tech yeah save your money by paying monthly with disney plus <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna get you either way but uh yeah 
just wait, watch it on streaming. Yeah. I mean, if you're an MCU fan, you got to see it, right? Because you got to see how the story progresses. And it, there are some things that work well in it. And Thor is always great, but yeah, they just they're trying to force it. Yeah, they're trying to force jokes. And I'm not a huge crude humor guy. I mean, some people might have gotten a kick out of Zeus and like the stuff he was saying. I mean, I'm not gonna repeat it, but like I wasn't. I didn't. I wasn't down for that. And honestly, that that was my least favorite part. Was easily. It's like okay, dude. Yeah. This is weird. Yeah. It was weird. It was weird. Well, any questions for the peeps? Sean, any closing thoughts? I noticed, uh, I just realized talking to you guys that the trailer had Sweet Child of Mine. That was like the main thing. Yeah. Um, It's actually now just dawned on me. That's like the end of the movie. Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. They got us. They spoiled us without even spoiling us. Yep. Good call, Sean. Uh, if you've seen Thor, what did you think? Do you agree with us? Are we crazy? I mean, honestly, I am normally the guy that comes in here and is hyped up and is excited and will not give any of these movies lower than an 8 out of 10. I mean, even like even seeing uh, Thor Dark World in the theaters, I was like, that was sick. And then everyone after is like, this is the worst MCU movie that's ever been made. Right. I'm normally the guy that's super optimistic, but I, I walked out and I, me and Miranda were walking to our car and I said, so what'd you think? And she was like, I didn't understand anything that was going on. Yeah. I said, you know what? That might've been one of the worst MCU, movie, MCU movies I've seen. Yeah. And there were some really funny parts where I was laughing out loud, but overall not good. No. And for them to just make like a full-blown comedy with characters that you already know and characters that are already have been serious, for them to just everything is a joke now is weird. Because if you were to tell me it's a comedy where somebody has stage four cancer and it's all big joke, the only time that works is with Hot Rod. <laughs> because there's no Hot Rod 1 and 2, and then... He doesn't have cancer, Ost. What is he have? He needs a new heart. I give the old man a week. I give the old man a week. Really insensitive, Bob. It's really insensitive, Bob. <laughs> that movie's great. But there's no Hot I Rod... will get you better, and then I'm going to beat you to death. <laughs> There's no Hot Rod 1 and 2 that establishes, like, serious characters. And then Hot Rod 3 is a big joke where his dad's dying and he's going to get him better so, with uh, stunts so that he can kill him. One of the best parts of that movie is when they're walking through the town singing that song and then it just becomes this riot and everybody's looting and people are dying and some guy in a wheelchair gets tipped over. <laughs> it's like, was that because of us? <laughs> we got to do a podcast on that movie. Oh man, I want to rewatch it. Every time we bring it up in this, somehow it's it's makes me want to watch it again. That actually brings me to my next point. We're gonna recap, kind of recap. I'm going to explain Stranger Things to next, Austin next week. Um, I touched I, on it earlier. I have not seen it, and I I don't know what's. I don't. <laughs> I know enough to try to explain, but I'm not a nerd. About How about it. this? You explain it to me. See the things I don't have Netflix. Do you have Netflix? Yeah. All right. Well, no, TZ does. <laughs> Nice. We got to get TZ on here too. But okay, so I'll go to TZ's house <laughs> and I'll watch it on his TV. No, you watch it on his account, Lost. Steven, Netflix At your is, own house. Netflix is listening to this. Uh, I'll go to TZ's house and he can show me the series. And I'll maybe after you explain it to me, I'll actually watch it. Well, no, because I want, yeah, 
We'll do that after yeah. I explain it. Because I, I don't like ask. scary stuff. I've talked yeah, about this. It's dark. I'm a scaredy boy. I just finished it. I liked it. I liked it. It was good, but Dang. I liked it. All I know, <laughs> all I know is everybody is using that Chrissy Wake Up song on their reels, yeah. and it is stuck in my head 24-7. It doesn't matter the situation I'm in. I'm at work. I'm at the gym. I'm doing this podcast. Chrissy Wake Up. I don't like this. Chrissy Wake Up. <laughs> gotta wake up. Gotta wake up. Time to wake up. Can you hear me? I literally don't even know what you're talking about. Reels. They get me. So anyway, uh, have you heard Chrissy wake up? Hang on. Let me <laughs> let me connect the dots real quick. They play a song in Stranger Things. And it's straight from Hot Rod. It's like the same soundtrack. Nice. So at least Emily went, oh, <laughs> this is from Hot Rod. Nice. Sean, did you watch Stranger Things? Mad respect. It's good. Not the newest. That's good. Everybody's going it, berserk. It answers it. a lot of questions. Uh, some. It's honestly like the pandemonium of Kenobi. It's like that times 11 with Stranger Things. There, are, I think there's more people watching Stranger Things than anything. So that was season four. Um, and they're, they, they're setting up for more seasons. Mm. I'll say that. Of course they are. Um, because it's too successful. Emily said, what the heck? I wanted that to be over. I don't want to watch this again. I want this <laughs> to be concluded. I was like, Emily, you got to think. Netflix literally has nothing. Yeah. Like this is their cash cow. They right. are going to pump this for another 13 seasons. Yeah. 11's going to be 75 years old. <laughs> <laughs> this, this kid. But yeah, sure. I will say, just real quick about Stranger Things, uh, the kids look weird now because they're in that weird, awkward stage where they're like, they're still kids, but they're ready to Because they be were adults. like nine when they first started shooting it, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a total guess. I literally don't know. I literally just agreed with you. <laughs> <I didn't know>. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but, yeah, they look weird, but. It's cool. a good show. I'll, I'll recap it next podcast. Cool beads. Beads. So do you have any questions for the peeps? Uh, All 13 of our hardcore who fans. Who is your favorite character in the Thor universe, mm. and why is it Korg? <laughs> <laughs> Korg is the equivalent of K2SO, but way funnier, and he's the perfect blend of K2SO and Ned B. He's a chonk boy who's strong, but he's also witty and funny, and Taika Waititi plays him beautifully. His voice is just brilliant so yeah what's your favorite korg line did you think it was funny did you think it was lame-o have you seen it yet if you haven't are you mad at us about our spoilers if you are why did you listen through this whole hour and 15 minutes i said we were gonna keep this short gosh we suck we just take it way too long sorry guys mcu can so, yeah. mcu is too much to talk about like comment. subscribe comment don't forget to comment. And like the video. If you could hit the thumbs up on this video and then head on over to Spotify and give us a five-star review and then head on over to iTunes, give us a five-star review. Like I said last time, we're trying to get Deborah Chow in-house. We're trying to get Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti here to explain himself. But only in the Korg voice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're trying to get Korg here. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to get Hemsworth to invite us to Australia to work out with him straight up. I would. We can't do that. I wouldn't even work out. I just watch. <laughs> yeah. We can't do that unless you guys Sounds give us a five so star weird. review, comment your favorite moment, and just send this show to the moon. I don't know. It's going to happen. Maybe. All right, peeps. Thank you for listening. <laughs>